Hello and welcome to Movie Buffs, a show that covers the best action films of all time. I'm your host, Shani B. You can find me on all the socials at it's me, Shani B. And I'm uh, Cisco for Misfit Minded. You can catch me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit. And my movie page is at Misfit underscore Minded on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And my website um, at MisfitMinded.com. Yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, cool. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the OG 90s live action uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I guess the franchise, just to get prepped for this weekend's newest installment. Um, Yeah, I guess if you haven't seen those 90s movies, they are basically the first story is just about the turtles um, breaking out of their shells to save April and take down Uh the plan. And in the second one, (laughs) yeah, it's their their origin stories. Yes, yes. Uh, Pretty basic. I feel like the franchise kind of stays true uh, to these kinds of storylines throughout. Um, But What's your what's your relationship to the turtles, man? Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me your history with these guys and and I guess how you feel about these movies. Yeah, I used to watch the '90s ones all the time when I was a kid, um, especially um, so good. The first, I'd say like the first two, and um, those were the ones I was able to revisit before today. <laughs> um, so yeah, before they got removed at literally midnight the other night, I was in the middle they really? of starting number three jacked it oh wow okay yeah i have all of them on blu-ray um but yeah so but yeah those are the ones and then uh three uh weirdly i remember in summer school like they had three for some reason so i saw three a bunch too uh <laughs> uh they're the time travel one so um yeah I, I i love this uh franchise these characters michelangelo Raffaella donatello leonardo uh splinter shredder all of them the whole gang and uh i i loved it since like the animated show uh that was like the first thing i i know it's like based on comics too that was probably like the first iteration mm-hmm. of it and then it, it kind of got like made for kids uh during the animated show so which was perfect for me because i was a kid yeah. um but then it got like when they made the first 90s movie it was like they were like remaking it from the comic like it's pretty dark Very gritty. for for a kids movie and then they doubled then they went back because parents complained in the second one and made like a super kid version of it <laughs> so i i i want to talk about kind of like those two and like how they they compare because i think it's like really funny to look back on them but those are kind of like my reference points. I haven't really seen I haven't seen the Michael Bay produced ones, but um, you know, I was kind of out on him at that time. I didn't watch like his Transformers sequels or the Ninja Turtle like yeah. that whole that whole look and style just did not like appeal to me. <laughs> and then I know they made like an animated one in like 2007 or whatever which I also did not see. So, um, I'm trying I'm trying to catch up on those before the new one um but we'll see so what about you i'm with you you know those those were my introduction to it too i was a kid so you know as an adult when i revisit the first one i'm like whoa this is dark this is different oh yeah but i really yeah when i was a kid i was like give me all of this i love the live action authentic costumes and all the stuff that goes into it and i like how the first two movies 
they really identify what this franchise will be juggling the entire time after, which is, is this a movie for comic book fans who can be children and adults? Or is this a, a TV show from the 90s for kids? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they can't quite decide what they want this property to be, which is frankly why I'm really excited for this newest iteration. I think it understands that finally, but it's a really fun thing to be reminded of when you go back and you see the stark difference between the way the turtles behave in the first one, the way they behave in the second and the color and the way the two films look like. Oh it's God, it's a real yeah. trip to go back and visit them and they're only a year one has, apart. One has vanilla ice, one doesn't, you know. <laughs> I mean every movie should have vanilla ice, let's be real. Um but you know, only being one year apart, it's kind of amazing that they can have that they can be so different. Well, you know why that was that short, right? <laughs> no, why was the turnaround so quickly? Oh, I mean, basically, how it always is, is like the first one made money. So uh, they were like, okay. we gotta. It just like it was a huge jump sensation. on this train. And yeah. And so they like fully just turned around and tried to do the sequel as soon as possible. Classic. So, Classic yeah. studio. <laughs> and it shows. And it shows. Uh, <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it is, it is interesting though that this new one is like. You know, I like in the the commercial. It's like from Seth Rogen, who never stopped being a kid, or whatever. Yes. And it's like, I think what you're saying is like right there. It's like Seth Rogen. That's an adult figure. Mm -hmm. You know, like stoner comedy, whatever. The best. But they're also saying like, no, this is an animated kids. I think maybe that's why they went animated, possibly just to be like, this isn't like, you know, going to be inappropriate. You can bring your kids to see this. Um, and Ice Cube, I guess, is in it, too. <laughs> and, I love that. Uh, yeah, I like that they're yeah. really working together more often now. I feel like <laughs> Ice Cube's really like, comedians, I want to work with all of you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. I just watched a TikTok the other day, too, which is like, this is so random. But someone was saying that Ice Cube ha is this, has the same performance in every movie. Where he's just like angry, like dad or something. <laughs> the best part of Twenty One Jump Street when he's like, "Yeah, I'm black. Yeah, I'm angry. So suck a dick." <laughs> the best yeah. line in the movie. Like, what do you guys want? Like, I think uh, that's maybe my favorite part about what he does is it's like when we were talking about Arnold. Who does let, you know who he plays in? Yeah, in the movie? let him bring it. Who does he play? Do you know who he plays in the new movie? I have to assume Ice he's, Cube? you know, playing some kind of police chief, right? Like he's always good at being uh, like, get okay. your shit together, turtles. So whoever it is, yeah. it's that. Um, I haven't done too much deep diving on the newest one. I'm kind of trying to go in and he has the it. He has the last line of 21 Jump Street too. Y'all motherfuckers going to college. <laughs> <laughs> he's the greatest, man. I love uh, him in movies. I'm grateful for him. Uh, just yeah. like being able to be himself in a lot of these movies because I feel like in some weird way that's actually a grounding force like it actually makes mm -hmm. me be like this movie's real because Ice Cube's here and I guess it also like in the opposite way it's like are adults gonna want to just go see this by themselves or like for the nostalgia and it's like that's a way to be like you know I like Ice Cube I like Seth Rogen you know maybe this will have some like edginess to it mm. that isn't like secret of the ooze you know or something <laughs> yeah, like not that quite. <laughs> where they don't even use their weapons for like a majority of the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. So strange. It, it makes me wonder too like are we looking for that thing where we want those kids who are like a little bit more mature to be a part of this too like 
how kids in the 90s that liked the first one were like cool enough to understand that like that darkness or whatever is there's still humor there. And I wonder Mm -hmm. if like that's also the middle ground they're looking to strike here. Like, where are my cool 12 year olds at? You know? Well, yeah, and the animation style kind of looks like they're bringing in like some, you know, Spider-Verse, like that new mm-hmm. 2D, 3D animation style. I really um, like to it. make it like more modern. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. I so, think it's a great. And way. I've heard I've heard it looks really good from like the early reviews. So I think that's a great uh, lesson of of like over time in terms of property that could both be applied to different age groups. Is that like everybody likes animation? It doesn't really matter how old you are. Like if the animation is cool. And not like, you know, some of those middle TMNTs where the animation looks like basically video game. I think you have a better shot of grabbing the wide audience because it's true. I love this new animation and it looks awesome. Yeah. And it's like you can see like kind of what the the trends were, I guess, if you look at all the different iterations of Ninja Turtles, because it's like in the early 2000s when I kind of like, you know, was growing out of those uh cartoon and stuff like that they like tried to like be edgier i guess maybe to like <laughs> like you know harsher lines and like more anime style i guess or whatever yeah. to like maybe draw in those kids still but it just didn't they did that with like x-men and like ninja turtles and like all of those i kind of was like i'm out like i don't know <laughs> these aren't the same yeah yeah <laughs> it's a classic property it tries to evolve and reinvent itself like with each generation of kid yeah. And I am interested in that because returning to the original movies, what was your vibe on April? Like when I was a little girl, I was like, April O'Neil, she's the coolest. She's the girl with all the friends that are boys. I want to be like her, right? She's spunky. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to take this police chief down. And I, this time rewatching it, I was sort of like, why is she their mom? what the fuck you know they're like sort of hitting on her in the second one but she's also their mom and i guess that kind of went over my head when i was a kid no i'm I'm with you i loved april um like from the cartoon from the animated series and then um in the first movie and then yeah the second one i think that was like kind of a it was they recast the actress but then it was just like Ah, also like a major downgrade in like just how she like she went full mom mode in the sequel which i did not like because like you like you said in the first one she was like you know i'm gonna do my job as a journalist i'm not selling myself out you know i'm gonna put the my foot on the police chief's neck and figure out what's going on with this foot clan and uh the foot clan. and <laughs> the foot is so good it's too good I know. and um yeah, I don't know. And and like, yeah, then they had Casey Jones in the first one, which they don't bring back for the second one for whatever reason. I don't understand why. Yeah, they also describe um, him as the ultra-violent Casey Jones. That's like how people described him in like the reviews. And like, they're not wrong. I they're not wrong. This dude uses a bat, he was. a bat, a golf club, a cricket, basically anything long and like hard phallic, that can like right? potentially kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but basically, and then I think the kind of creepiness of like them hitting on April, I think because Casey Jones was in the first one, it's not as bad as in the sequel where it's like, they're the mom and also, hey, April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know they're teenagers, like right? So yeah. They need that to be there, but it's true. They haven't really figured out a way to do it. And the character of April and the way they interact with her in each of the iterations it's real interesting. Like 
uh, I did go watch the mega start the Megan Fox ones that are on Paramount Plus, and oh, they're just so weird. They're so weird. <laughs> I mean, like Knoxville is one of the voices, so it's like kind of cool because there's some cool people there. It's just weird. And in that franchise, they're still hitting on April. Everyone's always hitting on April. She's she's a hot. Yeah. Um, but they're also randomly like yeah. April's a part of their origin story in these ones in a way that, you know, she was just covering it and just like their friend in the originals. And it looks like in this new one, April's like a contemporary of theirs, like another kid this time around. Mm. So I wonder if that oh, that wow. will change. Yeah, that will like change the gender politics of it or something. That might, that's probably smart, though, you know, because it is like, yeah, a fully adult woman and these teenage turtles and it's like how do you make a like politically correct version of that now and teenage turtles is such a good (laughs) sentence (laughs) right it's not wrong it's not it's what it is um but yeah i also like you know april in the first one like just does not take shit from anyone no i just even like the human characters like there's a part where like casey jones is like I'll be right there, toots. And then she's like, what? He's like, babe. Like, and he's like, try. And she's just like, yeah, you just stop. Never mind. I don't need your help anymore. <laughs> yeah, get away from me. I'll take care and of it. And I was like, yes, yes. Like, because uh, it is funny that it's, it's both of the films are super 90s too. Like, some of the references, I was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah. it was so crazy. Like, just filled with 90s pop culture references that probably would mean like, absolutely nothing to kids <laughs> yeah if they went like, it back it's so funny mm-hmm. it's true they're <laughs> like, really serious pop pieces. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's true oh man like i just I, I can't even think of any but it was just uh, but even like they're doing like impressions of like casablanca and like different it's like kids would just not understand like any of this it's such a 90s like they're such pop culture capsules because that's exactly how the whole 90s were so none of the other movies are that reflective on culture like they're still trying to capture the hijinks and the like comedy of these guys but that's what i'm most looking forward to with seth rogan because the comedy that they're bringing in the 90s is so indicative of the 90s i wonder Mm -hmm. what it looks like now Mm. that's true i also like just like the New York of it all, like they all, especially in the like all the voice actors are doing like the New York exit. Hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> it's true. So, um, and I'm, I'm another one. I was bummed, like just because you know, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I could immediately tell nowadays that I could like it was Corey Feldman as one of the voices because I saw. So I many was so movies. sad when his voice wasn't there in the second one. I was like, what yep. the fuck, dude? Another downgrade because he has like. One of the best, like, kid going through puberty voices so like, of the time period where it was like Goonies, Stand By Me. It was like cracking, yes. like, sometimes. Well, Lost but, Boys, like, dude. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Lost Boys. So, yeah, I was bummed that he got um, replaced too. And, like, yeah, these, I just, when I think about it, it's just like amazing to me that the, <laughs> this is a franchise. It's like so, the more we talk about it, it's like, <laughs> How unlikely it is these four different like turtles that are mutants, but also ninjas, but also New Yorkers who love pizza. It's like it's like what eternal <laughs> teenagers as well, right? Like we have to keep yeah. recycling that they're teens, which is really funny. Yeah, adult t- adult ninja turtles just doesn't hit the same. I guess it couldn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. adult mutant ninja turtles does sound like a really funny spinoff, though. 
Yeah, and like I will say that like some of the comedy in the sequel, like they lean super hard into like the slapsticky like comedy because they couldn't go with the violence. So like when the other mutants like are babies, like some of that stuff was pretty funny to me this time. Where I was like, this is so stupid. It's true. <laughs> but, it's like they have really explored the comedy in all the different ways they can kind of do it in yeah. each of these iterations too. And sometimes it works and sometimes it's really, really stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a very like thin line, but like at least like you have like the actors that are like going along with it um and are like super committed uh to the bit. So good. Um, especially like shredder like dude like that voice and that like costume is like i can see like it being pretty scary for like a kid watching this for the first time it's yes. got like a darth vader vibe yeah that's that why like... i'll always return to these movies like no matter what yeah. because they have all that real graspable stuff like his costume sure it's like a little bit sparkly party city on it but at the same time that helmet and That'll the upgraded helmet helmet that'll he cut wears. you if you try and touch it yeah yeah exactly it's like wow that is awesome and I do feel yeah. like in the later iterations or like in the animation and stuff, you kind of don't grab that like those are legit blades on there that would probably hurt you. Like it just it mm -hmm. felt it feels really real in those old ones. And it definitely did revisiting them, too. And like we also forgot to mention, too, like their mentor is a talking rat also. <laughs> right. We can't forget to talk about <laughs> I love... who is their father figure yes. who like is actually like a pretty good dad you know they could have gotten stuck with like another irresponsible mutant or whatever That's but true. somehow they ended up with splinter who was like the voice of reason wise guy responsibility so good so wise <laughs> to, to, to reel it in and like you know yeah it's, of course it's got some of it like asian stereotype of like you know the master yeah or whatever but it's a rat you know what i mean <laughs> exactly like... at the end of the day it's a karate rat so you can't be too yeah. upset but there is something really awesome about how they had to use stop motion for Master Splinter's origin oh my, story. Oh my, that origin story yeah, is the, so the, uh, funny, holograms. Like, the holograms. <laughs> I love how when you revisit this movie, you can see that when superhero movies were first coming to the screen, they were treated with a kind of respect that made them as gritty and grounded as Christopher Nolan would bring back later for right. Batman. And like they got, a little, they got a little is out of control, that. but they started off with that that grittiness. Right and like that's ground. like with the way that it's shot, uh, the score, uh, everything like that. And and yeah, like I was I was like cracking up when he like I was I knew it was coming because again I've seen this movie so many times so when he's like he was like I used to when my my master I used to train with him or whatever, and it shows him like doing kicks in his cage. <laughs> It's so awesome. It's so awesome. Oh my god. It's like it should not work, but like for some reason it does. Like it's it does. The, again it was the perfect alchemy of like how did this work? Like there's probably there's been so many like rip-offs or whatever. And it's like I I try and think of other ones, like kid properties, and I'm like, they're just not as crazy as like Power Rangers. I get it's like ninja with like robots. I'm like, <laughs> that makes sense. It's not that far of a stretch, but this one is like five different things mixed into the pot and it's like somehow it came out as like a good movie i don't yes, understand yes yes <laughs> i mean this is just another example so yeah of one of those things where it's a franchise that's lasted for many many years and we talk about them and we don't really understand why or how they can have so much power because the story of them is also amazing like i don't know if you saw that thing on netflix um the docuseries the toys that made us 
Um, I'm not sure if you caught it. Okay. If you get the chance, go find it because they talk about a lot of the 90s properties and sort of how toys and TV shows were working together to like turn children into consumers, basically. And this is one of the first ones that they kind of do that with. And it is really cool to, to talk about, you know, to talk with the creators, to see how all these things converge and to think about how, yeah, how did this work as a toy, right? Before, mm-hmm. before any of it, it's like the toy of the show. How did any of it work? And the docuseries is really fun when it asks the exact same question and everyone tries to figure out how to answer it. But I don't know that anyone has a good answer because chicken or egg, like, I don't know. The omelet tastes amazing. I don't really care about the chicken or the egg. <laughs> and yeah, like we should talk like, you know, the violence of the first one. It's like, yeah, these are they're turtles with weapons. You know, they have like <laughs> yeah, they do. sword, stick. They got nunchuck, their size. Yep. The size. Yeah. And then like it's in and they use them like in the first one. Like they're all used like even by like Master Splinter taking on Shredder at the end with the nunchuck. <laughs> Nunchuck flip. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like, I, I like in the sequel, I guess it's just like super bum. It's a super bummer. Yeah, it's that a lot of like because it's like every time they had a fight, I was kind of looking to see because I I remember like vaguely that like that happened in the sequel, and it's like every fight you watch in there. It's like they have their weapons and they just do not use them. Like it's like I, I would have been fine if they were just like, oh, they stole our weapons. The foot stole our weapons. I guess now we have to. Yeah, but it's just... like they're in. They're stuck in a net and all of them are going, oh, no, what are we going to do? I'm like, you have fucking swords. I don't know. Cut your way out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. like they couldn't even use them to like not like incite violence. Like it was crazy. Nope. Um... Nope. Super campy <laughs> rather than violent. And that's an, oh, that's man. the interesting thing, because like that's why people hate teenagers, because teenagers are yeah. violent sometimes. And everyone is like, why are you doing that? Grow up. And it's like, how do people learn how to be good people without making mistakes sometimes? Like, that's yeah. that's what I love about the first one is that, like, it's a tried and true one of those stories about young people embracing their power. And I feel like the turtles are always trying to do that type of thing which is an important, maybe that's like part of what will always resonate with people is that like, whether you're like a kid or an adult, reconciling responsibility for your own power is a really hard thing to do. And that's kind of what I like about the first one too, is that um, Shredder like is recruiting like misfit teens that, to like yeah, get gangland this, arm, style. this clan army. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I had forgotten about that, I guess. And I was like, oh shit. Like, so like the violence in a way like i guess parents misread this of the time or just were you know instinctually just saying but it's like when the violence was happening i didn't want the turtles to like you know stab this person or whatever it's like no i'm like these are kids like i I was thinking that the whole time like that's right you know so they would dispose of them but they were never like killing you know what i mean they weren't like so it was just as like self-defense and i feel like that's like an important distinction that like probably parents at the time just did not see (laughs) no and i think they missed too that like what that movie was actually trying to show because having that secondary storyline with april's boss and his son is that that story was trying to show that like people don't even know what their kids are doing so it's easy for shredder to just recruit these kids that have no supervision that have parents that don't understand them and kind of turn them into something 
while we watch this story of this man, <laughs> this rat, who is parenting these <laughs> turtles, and they're not his own children, but he can see and respect and impart and mentor them. And so I like mm -hmm. the duality of that first movie because, again, it's the respect of a true Hollywood movie. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, packed in a half shell. And we lose all of that <laughs> in the second one because we're, like, too afraid, I think, to talk about how, like, in the 80s, that is what was happening. Like, lots of kids were, like, joining gangs or joining into groups that their parents yeah. didn't like. And I think they were, like, thinking, hey, it's 1991. We can really get ahead of this. And right. it sucks. <laughs> it sucks that they did that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and like, I still love Secret of the Use, but <laughs> yeah, it's got kind of it's got a nostalgic like charm, I guess, that you kind of had to be there where like, <laughs> you know, some of the jokes were like I, I, was, I was still laughing at and like, but they really go overboard with like the punchlines, you know, of like shell shock and, blah, 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 <laughs> and like every every single fight has like because they're not like fighting, they had to like fill that with something else. And mm -hmm. then that's what and it's. It's really like disorient. Like you can sit, you can watch like those fight scenes, and like the bad guys in the second one are literally just like standing there, yeah, and like waiting, waiting and like waiting for the turtles to like, to, like say their line, and then just and it was like yeah, it got but like the first one is is so tight. Like I feel like the action scenes in the first one are so like well choreographed. They look like, good, super impressive when you think like these guys were in these like massive suits like having yes. to do this like doing flips and shit like it's it still holds up like really well and like um i love the first fight like um that casey jones like and and rafael have yep we're like uh you know casey jones is like i got it from here i'm gonna teach them a lesson and rafael's like yeah no you're not like that you're not that's you know? right kind of <laughs> right so again not supporting that type of punishment retribution violence. Yeah, it's only for like self defense and because they were like mugging this lady. Or yeah, whatever. it's to protect people, right? Yeah. Use your skills and your power the right way, just like how you want a teenager to learn how to use their advocacy and authority the right way. And it is really fun how like the turtles, uh, you know, they're they're being really goofy, but they're like holding the story in such an interesting way too, <laughs> because it's like in the first one when April's voiceover is being like, oh my gosh, here's what I observe about the turtles. <laughs> like I was thinking like, oh, that's the funniest shit about how adults look at teenagers. Is that they like I make was... these stories about what's going on in the teenagers' lives when the teens are just like, yeah. give me these pizzas. Like I'll think about this later, you know? I was, I was laughing so hard when like kind of in the same, section that you're talking about <laughs> when she like draws the portrait of uh <laughs> yeah and she's like oh, of he's Leonardo and and she's... yeah yes. it gets so serious it gets so serious at that part oh it was like dude it was like as dramatic as like titanic like draw me like one of your french girls <laughs> yes draw me like one of your french turtles for real <laughs> like yes Oh my God. But even like, that but... random like sabbatical part of the movie is important because it does feed into how like the turtles choose to go back. They're like, we can't just hide. We're not children. We're going to like choose to embrace our own story and go save our dad. And... and and to the storytelling being so tight, that picture comes back and that's how Shredder knows that the kid is uh, has been with the turtles. Mm -hmm. and it's like, again great great storytelling <laughs> storytelling through action through scenes not through dialogue yep, filmmaking uh i miss when that 
you know, used to happen. And like, yeah, the, all the scenes with like the kid and uh, Splinter too, I thought were like really, were really cool because it's like Splinter's basically being like tortured. Like they yes. don't show it, but like yeah. this dude is like bloodied and like hanging from this fence. <laughs> more stuff, <laughs> more stuff that they will never show these kids again. <laughs> right. And the kid kind of like, it's it's the April's friend's son right. or whatever. Mm-hmm um is like you know coming to him and kind of like trying to see like his side like why are they doing this and you know coming to his own again like as a kid as kids do coming to their own conclusion even though like at the beginning they you know they start off like because i'm not gonna lie like that might be my hot take but like i might have been one of those kids that like was in the foot thing because that that fucking layer was sweet i mean the hangout it's true they had pinball they had a skate park these kids are smoking cigarettes and cigars dude the kid with the cigar i was like i'm hanging out with that kid there's no way it's true sam rockwell comes yes oh my god young rockwell let's go and like the kid's like you have cigarettes and he's like what kind pulls out two cards got them all it's so true it's like kids are out here and they're gonna grow up and in this movie it's a lot about how kids get a choice how like they're gonna choose who they want to listen to and they're given a lot of there's like a lot of different ways there people try to make them choose and that's what's so cool about master splinter and like why i think he's such an important figure even though he is a little bit um a little bit superficial like leaning on some things yeah there's just something about how like he represents that adult that's in every teenager's life the like one adult who's like i'm just like sharing with you my experience i don't need anything from you or really want anything from you you could maybe free me or whatever but i'm certainly not going to ask you to do that i'm just going to like be with you in this moment and those adult figures are so important in the lives of children Yeah, it's just I don't know. It was like reminding me of like uh when Pinocchio goes to uh whatever what is it a fantasy land or whatever it's called. Yes, I, I can't when uh, yeah, when he becomes a real when he's trying to become a real boy. Real boy. But it's like that was like his dream. It's like, "Oh my god, they have everything here." And it's like, "Yeah, well, there's a there's a price to be paid for that, you know, like oh, God, growing uh, up's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I was having this this conversation in a, a Discord uh chat the other day when mm-hmm. we were like, you know, if you could go back to whenever time and I was like, I don't wanna go back. Like, fuck that, okay? Like I'm <laughs> being a child <laughs> being a worst. kid was horrible. Like it was there was like cool moments of it, but mm-hmm. like just like the powerlessness of it, and just like thank you, you know, yeah, it was not cool. Like, <laughs> and I wouldn't. It's not like something I'm like, oh man, I wish I could like be like good at soccer again. I'm like, I can live without that, honestly. Like, <laughs> I think I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's such a good so, point. Yeah, I don't know. I was just talking about it earlier today because like a lot of my work I like is with children and it's with children who mm. operate in adult environments where they don't really get to enjoy their childhood. And right. there is something about how like adults, some adults really fantasize about how great childhood was when you're nailing it. Like the reality of this my childhood and the kids yeah. I know, they didn't get to do any of the shit they wanted to do. They had a bunch of people bossing them around and taking them everywhere. And I love and being that. be quiet and shut up and don't say anything and yep. don't touch anything. And it's just like, that yeah, it doesn't Splinter. sound great to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't. I'm not going back. I needed those master splinters in my childhood to remind me that, like, once I got out of this shit, there'd be cool adults again. 
thank god i know exactly mm-hmm. oh man um yeah i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to like, take it but i mean it's it's it is like important thing like and it's it's weird to me that like you know some of these like biggest movies are like these childhood toy products and like what does that say about our society that you know barbie is the biggest movie like we love barbie but like it's true. And all the superhero movies it's like there's something kind of unsettling to me when i think about it sometimes that like you know how how people react to like sex scenes and stuff like it's just it's true there's it's kind true. there is kind of a like a, a nostalgia tied to that and like oh it was so much better when we were kids that like i feel like people are just like fantasizing about this time that never existed very true <laughs> it's so, yeah people really really idolize their own childhoods and i think it's just yeah. because growing up is the worst like being an adult is the worst of all time so i think we just yeah. get this idea that like oh when we were a kid i have like a memory so i just like to go back to that yeah. But you're right. Like, yeah, we didn't have no responsibilities and like the cartoons were sick, but I'm like, I can just watch them now, I guess. Like, I don't <laughs> <This is true. laughs> don't yeah. need to like go back and no, when no. I was a kid to enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it all goes back to like that discussion we're having too, just about like what the turtles even stand for, which is and what I think most superhero movies stand for, which is like, how do I embrace my identity and my talent and my strengths and use them the right way? And maybe that's like why adults are always nostalgic because they're like still wrestling with this thing of like, I was once a kid who people just told me what to do. And now I'm like Mm -hmm. an adult who has to decide for myself. And if I decide wrong, I have to pay for those mistakes. (laughs) And so I'm going to try to decide right, (laughs) do my best. Yeah. And I think I, I will give the second one does a little better of a job of distinguishing like the different personalities of the turtles yes i guess because it's like donatello gets to be like a nerd yeah like you know in the the straight up in the sequel or like they're just like what does that mean and then he like goes on this like spiel of like well this ooze is like deactivated yes (laughs) yeah and like show off and it's like that's not necessarily i guess they were just assuming that like fans of the cartoon would go to the first one and just know that like these turtles are just cool yeah, half those. or whatever mm-hmm. like but yeah the sequel kind of tries to and then Raphael kind of I guess in the first one Raphael is like the rebel like he is the yeah, one he's that always like, tries to like, go off on his own uh and like yeah like that was one part in the first one I, I laughed at too where like April's like where's Raphael or whatever and he's just like he kind of just does his own thing like yeah, he goes <laughs> off <laughs> yeah and like and while he's it. like be- getting his ass beat like I lo- yeah, he might be getting kidnapped, you guys. Come on. Yeah, and they're just like, he'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Ugh. Oh, I mean, man. That, One of the other lines, too, that made me crack up was the uh, mm-hmm. when they were watching, they watch April on the news do her job, and then he's like, isn't Oprah on? Can we change it? Dude, that, these like, turtles watch Oprah. Like, these are the coolest. <laughs> I'm about kids. to say one positive kids. thing for like young dudes. I'm glad we have this story that's focusing on young men trying to like help oh, them God. out. But man, it's pretty misogynistic in some pretty rough uh-huh. ways. <laughs> like in it ways is. that are so laughable to the extent where I'm like, it's cool. No one's gonna rewatch this and like think any of this was okay. Yeah. It's just kind of wild when you're like, Which is- oh my God. <laughs> Which is why I'm glad that like the April character like at the end especially where she's like well this reporter is actually has her corner has a cor- an office and then he's like all right you got it and it's in the corner he's like all right you got the corner office and she's the highest paid reporter he's like now nah, you're the highest paid reporter and i'm like Let's yes go. yeah i can exactly. ask for it like don't, or don't ask for it like demand it demand it yeah like take that shit 
uh, and she does it. So, and I'm I'm bummed that she was. I guess I was doing some research, and they said that, um, I guess like her and the director like had some issues during the first one, and that's why she didn't get recast in the sequel. And I'm like, I, I guess, but it was like but it wasn't like a new being, director, right? Yeah, but I guess it was like actresses, especially like whenever they had like a reputation, you know, on set. Of course, like, yeah. They they got like um, blacklisted. You know, yeah, in a, in a way, like yeah, blacklisted more than others, and then but like from what I was reading, it didn't seem like she was being unreasonable. It was like long production days that she was complaining about that like you know hours that they weren't supposed to be working and like yeah like totally know, not, just like yeah fair, totally reasonable things like <laughs> uh, i want to eat lunch you know like those type of things it's like it didn't seem like anything that like you know would uh and then yeah they just cast like someone and she doesn't really have any edge in the sequel which is like takes she's away just, all yeah, of she's way more maternally vibing as well she can't even like tell them to clean up their shit. Like she's just like, guys, like come on. Like when, she, when she's collecting all their toys and being like, oh, yeah. Raphael. Raphael. She like, Jesus, gets the, what has happened the to snake her? In the fridge, and she's like, Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, I, this so... franchise has tried its best to put something in there for everyone, but yeah. I, I do think it's an interesting one because I feel like there's not a lot of ones like. Sure, there are a lot of boy centric stories that happen across time, but there's something about how like this one is a group of boys. So it's not just one boy that's supposed to help young boys feel seen. It is mm -hmm. like this group dynamic. And I like that because I feel like it's hard for people to make friends. So there's something mm -hmm. cool about how this like gives you access to different personalities you can try when you go make friends. Yeah. And it really I think it does a really good job of capturing the awkwardness that I feel like sometimes Spider-Man skips over since spider-man has a romantic story happening so he doesn't like stay in the awkward well, the first like, Raimi's, yeah geeky. i mean the, the Raimi ones at least they deal with that type <laughs> yeah. of it's true Raimi, yeah, he's going, a smart guy he knows about it yeah i mean spider-man obviously uh about puberty i mean the guy shoots webs for god's sakes like yeah his not... hands are <laughs> <laughs> um, and they but... they straight up reference that in no way home like it's not a secret like <laughs> These are all teen boys trapped in adult bodies, even though it's true. Yeah, we've got we off. have content for those teen boys, but there's something about how like those teen boys that are like not quite cool yet, meaning like they don't quite have girlfriends or they're not maybe maybe late bloomers or something. There's something nice about how like the turtles kind of have that, you know, like their power is greater than their little sweet personalities are ready for. And that's kind of like what they're learning in these movies. And it's so cute. Oh, man. These, I grew these up, I guess. love pizza. They it, fucking love pizza. Like too, anyone dude. can relate to that. Like <laughs> it's like the most relatable trait they probably have. It's just like <laughs> who doesn't love pizza? Like, I'm going to fucking eat pizza <laughs> later tonight. I'm craving it because oh of these Oh, my God. Tools. I was like while I was watching it, like some of that pizza looked amazing. And I was just like, oh, God, I should have made pizza like before I watched this. <laughs> I'm like, gonna get, so I have to get some. That's it. It's settled. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta get some. Someone made a a meme too, and I I completely agree. But like when we were kids, like those cartoons, like all of the cartoon pizza looked like the best pizza. I'm like, I want a pizza that that that's that rubbery and stretchy that like. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like there that pizza doesn't exist, but like for some reason the way they animated it was like just the cheesiest. It's the way like yes. most delicious pizza, and it's like dream but pizza. They do a good job of just having like the New York style 
uh like a, just humongous pizzas that they would just order and like okay. uh the second one they're like ordering out like every night like the the the, the delivery kid is just like you guys should order in bulk for <laughs> <laughs> Yes. they're pretty obvious they're not good at like hiding their identity either that's what the other point i wanted to bring up is like Raphael is straight up walking the streets in a trench coat and a hat and a fedora and like no one realizes <laughs> yeah no one's like who's this, like, this turtle dude. guy <laughs> there's one guy i love in the first there's one guy in the taxi cab that's like it looked like a huge turtle in a trench coat and then they just like move on it's, like, yeah. every other human though like even casey jones is like what are you a tweaker and it's like, what? yeah, where are you getting that from? <laughs> what tweaker looks like that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll keep my eyes out. I'll see if I can Fucking find hilarious. any. Hilarious. I know. And also, like, no one talks about why they would need to hide their identities. Like in other superhero spaces, people are like, oh, here's why you have to hide your identity. It's like so serious. Yeah. But here it's sort of like, what is it? It's kind of their, it's kind of Master Splinter's like, uh direction or whatever yeah. that like yeah we must be invisible you know and then like, that was one of the funny parts of ninja the second vibe. one where they're like we are he goes what about this ninja rap yes <laughs> oh god everything is just the i made best. a funny kawabunga yeah. i made a funny night <laughs> yes just and then they just straight up recycle the end of the second one i made a funny again i was like oh god this is what, what you come to grab, expect, Andy. right? Like there is something almost episodic in everything they do, and this was this is like got to be one of the most successful, you know, TV shows and cartoons and of all time, oh, yeah. right? Hands like down. it can't, it can. I bet it's barely rivaled by only other properties that have existed as long as it. So it is kind of amazing that it's just kind of an amazing world, you know. Thirty years. This first one was what ninety, so 30, 30 something years Holy of shit. Ninja Turtles. God, that is wild. <laughs> that is wild. And then the animated series was the eighties, so it's even, even older, older to counting that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love entertainment. I love movies. Not to I bring it down. It. Not to bring it down. <laughs> no, I mean old honestly, I, I like that. A lot of our conversations this year have been around these franchises that have lasted for you know some about ten and all the way now up to like thirty. Yeah, even 40. like Mission Impossible. It's like yeah, the first Mission Impossible is like ninety three, but then okay, the series was from the sixties, so it's like these shits, these never die. <laughs> these franchises never die. That's why I love <laughs> just yes, like Ethan Hunt. Yes, legends never die. That's right. <laughs> Fuck yes. That's why I love it, and that's why I love doing these things because I feel like there's always something you can go back in for the referential pieces of it or the culture of it and I I am excited for this newest one I man yeah. I really dropped the ball and I missed Spider-Verse 2 so I'm really gearing the fuck up uh, to get yeah. my get my summer joy out of this one yeah I mean yeah Spider-Verse was was I didn't I didn't fully get on board with the story but like visually you can't deny that those Spider-Verse movies are like just changed the game like, you know, Toy Story did with like 3D animation. Um, it's, it's just true. undeniable. Um, and yeah, like the biggest takeaway from these movies, if any, you know, do not put anchovies on pizza. Come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? No anchovies. <laughs> exactly. No anchovies. And then what does he say? He's like, you put anchovies on it. You're not getting paid. Like, he's <laughs> so right. serious. No tip, bro. <laughs> no tip. He was like, hey. He was like, you were two minutes late. I love it. I love when they when he's like, just drop it down the sewer, man. Just <laughs> 
the greatest, right? A world uh, where everything goes. I love those places. <laughs> someone pointed out one of the letterbox reviews that I was reading was saying, like, can you imagine how bad they fucking smell? Like, these are turtles that live in the sewer all day with a rat. I never... And they eat nothing but pizza. <laughs> can you imagine? Right, they're teenagers, too. Can you so. imagine the fucking foul stench that these these kids... That That is... Oh, God. Wow, that's a very important reframe. I had forgotten that I'm grateful to now be like, yeah, that's right, because that's the one... That is the one piece of teenage stuff they don't bring in is like how everyone always talks about how teenagers smell bad. So thank you to that Letterboxd reviewer for... Yeah, what deodorant, what deodorant do they use? Like, yes, where were the like turtle wax jokes for deodorant? Let's go. Oh, they did have a turtle wax. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Oh Let's man. Go. Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right, cool. Um anything else you want to mention before we wrap it up today? Um god, did I have any I'm trying to think if I had anything any last thing. I think we covered all of it. I mean, the second one has the ninja rap song like go Check that out. It, can't, it can't it can't be described it can only be heard you know vanilla ice you know go I'll ninja put it on, go uh, i'll put it on our instagram <laughs> story or something i'll try to see if i can get it in there it's just like you know i it's not great now but you know back then that was just the wave you know what i mean like this <laughs> i will say i do just like we were talking about in our review of barbie like this movie is at a time where the soundtrack of the movie has to do with people writing songs for the movie and yeah. so i i will never not i just love, love that, that like th these turtle guys show up and instead of like all the humans being like horrified like we would it's just like all right ninja rap let's go go ninja go it's yeah. like what <laughs> Like, what we were at this pop what up world? and the turtles showed yeah <laughs> oh man thank you yeah the relationship yes. with humans and the turtles like that's gonna i wonder how they're gonna handle that the new one because that's always been like a fun you know they, they're staying secret sometimes they're like you know pass out and act appropriately and other times they're just like no they're not phased whatsoever like it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah you never know what you're gonna get with those turtles or with the humans around them so We'll have to see. Oh, oh, I do know what I wanted to say. Mm. I forgot one thing. So the so the Sam Rockwell cameo absolutely Stellar. just blew me away. Could not believe that. And then in the second one, there was a cameo too at the beginning, um, which was the uh God, I don't know her name, but she's in uh Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yes, Alana's she's... mom uh from yes. uh <laughs> Broad City also. Yeah, what the fuck yes. is her name? I can't remember, but she is there. I was that was another like, whoa, like I cannot like it's just as soon as I heard her voice, it was like that voice is just like so ingrained from so many curb episodes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Larry. Yes. Oh, she's the best. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm so glad she's been working all this time too. Dude, her outfits and curb your enthusiasm alone. You got if you haven't caught up, you gotta and I guess. And she's very funny when she guest stars on wait. Broad City too. Oh, yeah, I heard that show was really good, too. I haven't seen that. Oh, but... bro, you're going to love <laughs> it. Great. You're going to die laughing. It's so funny. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was the that was the last thing. That was the last thing. I was like, I knew I had one cameo. I was like, could not believe that. No, we can't forget <laughs> to talk about her. She's fucking hilarious. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So, yeah, I think uh, that wraps it up, guys. Uh, let's get our plugs in and get out of here. Uh, we want to remind the people where they can find us. For sure. All right. Follow the show on Instagram at We Stay Buff, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all that good stuff. That way you never miss a minute of the action. Uh, and personally, you can follow me at It's Me Shani B on all those platforms as well. 
Oh, and then I forgot too. The so the lab guy in the, in Secret of the Ooze, I was like, oh yeah, cannot figure out, cannot figure out where he was from. He was the bad guy in the in the Tron, the original Tron movie. He's also the bad guy in Titanic, who works for oh <laughs> Billy right. Zane. We brought it all the way back around. Draw me like one of your French girls. This is, oh, this shit. is why you should listen to the show, guys. Like this is we're professionals here. It's magic. <laughs> it, there's a lot of magic happening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but don't forget to subscribe to the podcast uh, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you have time, please leave a positive review. Give that five stars on there. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Rampage underscore Misfit and my movie pages at Misfit underscore Minded, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and then my website at MisfitMinded.com. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of Movie Buffs. Stay buff. <laughs> Stay buff, dude. No anchovies. <laughs> <laughs>